let's play a game. How you doing, James? Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. We got kind of delayed because, uh, well, holidays. Uh, multiple holidays, yeah, mainly. But uh, D&D were both on vacation, so they couldn't put the episode out. And then you and I, I think, both kind of I, – I, personally, I kind of breathed a sigh of relief because I <laughs> – didn't want to have to like hurry up and get stuff done and uh-huh. try and coordinate, you know, meeting up with you and everything. It was just everything going on. You know, my wife just got out of surgery and uh-huh. she's doing a lot better. Um, that's good. Yeah. I mean, good to hear. <laughs> she's able to lift up to 10 pounds now. So that's good. But she was there for two weeks, couldn't do anything for herself really. And it was kind of, it was, it was kind of rough, you know, but at the same time she was trying to do more than she should and so on and so forth. And, yeah, it was just a really weird time. Really weird Christmas. Really uh, skimpy uh-huh. Christmas. Luckily, uh, Toys R Us closed, what, you know, eight months ago or whatever, and we just bought bookies of stuff for Caroline. So she had, like, the best Christmas ever, and then my wife and I didn't even exchange gifts, you know. It's kind of one of those years. So, But as long, yeah. as, as, long as the kiddo's happy. And I got your gift, James, and it's incredible for those not in the know. James uh, asked months ago because he's uh, widely like that whether or not I own the OST for Snatcher, which is uh, long listeners will know that's my favorite game. And I said, no, I actually don't own that. And he uh, got me an LP of uh, the Snatcher soundtrack. It's like a two LP set and it's super nice. Comes with like this amazing cover art. And I, James, you said you didn't want to open and check and see, you know, what all was in it. And I'm also of the same mind. I don't even want to open the thing up because my collector mentality is just like, I, I can't open this, you know? And uh-huh. So I'm, I think what I'm going to end up doing is buying a shadow box and uh, putting that in there and uh, framing it oh, cool. and having it on the wall. And that'll be super cool because it is really gorgeous. It's got a picture of Gillian and uh, Metal Gear on the front. Walking send me home. a uh, send me a photograph of it. Cause I didn't even I saw it on the you know computer. Yeah. When it was shipped to me, I didn't even open up the box, and I was like, uh, "This is probably packaged better than anyone can ever do." So I just forwarded it on to you. So right on. Yeah. No, send me a photo. It is it is freaking gorgeous. I, I've never seen this artwork before. I thought I'd seen every picture of Snatcher artwork that was you know professionally done, and this is obviously a pro job. So maybe it's more recent because the album just got put out like two or three uh-huh. years ago. Um, this version of it, uh, but man, it is it is gorgeous. It's like all in red, and it's a cityscape with them kind of lonely walking down the road. Really cool looking. Beautiful. But I got something for you as well. It hasn't. Uh, 
reached me as of yet. I had to wait until this this uh, past paycheck to even do anything. Yeah. But I got something for you, and I'll, I'll forward that on to. I think you're really gonna like this. I I put a little thought into it. You're gonna be. Uh, I, Appreciate I think, it. I think you're gonna be like, oh shit, look at this. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it on air, but uh, maybe cool, maybe cool. next go round. You can uh, say, you know. Unwrap it for you. Yeah. Unwrap it on air, maybe. Yeah, and I think I'm going to, like I did last time, and uh, throw in some other stuff as well. I've got all kinds of uh, different little knickknacks and toys that I pick up throughout the year that I find and uh, give them off as gifts later on. And a lot of it I was wanting to send to Bjorn, but, man, those guys, I don't know what it is with Sweden. Like, they can send stuff to us relatively cheaply, and they can fly here relatively cheaply. But for me, if I wanted to go visit him or if I want to send him stuff, it, it costs an arm and a leg. Yeah. So, yeah, like That's the weird. last package I sent to him was like they wanted to be less than four pounds. I think it was $80. So you end up sending them, you know, five packs of candy and a couple of knickknacks, and it costs you an additional 80 bucks. you know, so not quite uh-huh. worth it but we're gonna try and make it worth it this go around and send him something decent so i know you're listening Bjorn, and uh we'll get we'll get you something one of these days as soon as i have a little extra scratch but yeah so uh how'd your holidays go my holidays went well it was a good it was a good month of december i really like to build up you know to the main event christmas you know much mm-hmm. more than the actual main event so it was good we watched christmas movies we baked cookies you know my son david He's about 20 months, so he's starting to kind of figure things out. He doesn't really know why we're doing it, but he's having fun opening up the presents, which is just, you know, (laughs) magical in itself. Looking forward to Christmases to come now and opening up more. Yeah. All right. Having him get more excited. Is there someone barking in, in the, your background? 110%. Yeah. I've got a neighbor okay, with a. Threw me up. You think it's my house. Right. Guy lives behind like. me. We're recording a little early, uh, a little peek behind the kimono. A guy lives behind me, has multiple dogs. He just started dating okay. this uh, dude a few months ago. He's a gay guy, but. Uh, and his boyfriend has like six dogs or something. He, he only had the two, and now there's like just like a whole kennel back there so during the day it's ridiculous here now yeah okay yeah yeah so good on him it's not only my dogs that ruin our show no yeah (laughs) hopefully it doesn't ruin it too badly no it's not gonna ruin it it sounds relatively quiet through my speakers (laughs) but yeah i know it is it is a problem and it'd be fine yeah that's one thing we're talking about too is like my room is like facing the backyard and we just uh my brother-in-law just moved out and his room is across the hall from mine, and it's roughly the same size as the room I have. And we were talking about maybe uh-huh. I'd want to move there to be able to not have this exact problem that we're having right now. But I I mean, moving my room into another room, even if it is just across the hall, is kind of a huge undertaking. undertaking it's imagine. like an all-day affair, at least. And uh, I'm not real sure I want to even attempt to do it. I, I don't have that kind of energy these days. I'm, I'm getting pretty close to 40. And, uh, yeah, no. You're a young man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, only compared to some. But You're going to live to be 110. I think I might make it to 60. I'm, no, I'm, I'm really shooting for that. If I can watch Caroline graduate and go off into the world, I'll, that'll be that'll be enough for me. So, but yeah. So uh, during the month of Christmas, we chose uh, kind of just one of those games that you can't really go wrong with. Um, that would be the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. One of the most amazing games I think ever. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to agree and disagree. Oh God! Okay, we're gonna have one of these shows. Yeah, everyone I, I talked to, I told we were doing this. They were like, "Oh God, I can't wait for it!" Right? And they told me their story about like when they played it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stories were the exact same as mine. And it's just it holds a very special place um, it, in my it heart. It does. And like like we were talking, I think pre-show, uh, it just turned twenty years old a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is incredible to think that this game is 20 years old. But um, when you put it into that context, it's kind of like my favorite game, Snatcher. It's like, yeah, that game's nearing 30 years old. And it's like, when you put it in that context, the game's amazing. And people, you know, that just play like Snatcher today, for instance, they'll say, well, I don't uh-huh. like the interface. And, and you know, the lip syncing on the animation isn't all that good or whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. But this came out in 1990, you know, two or whatever. It's like, this is ridiculous. You know, come on. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's hard to put yourself if you haven't played it in a long time or if it didn't have that nostalgia that a lot of people, players like yourself have. See, I played this game uh, not exactly when it came out. It was uh, probably five or six years after it came out that I got a. Oh, man. Yeah. So by the time I played it, there was already a lot of other, like, hugely open world type games, uh-huh. you know, yeah, these okay. games. Like, uh, I think at that point, Grand Theft Auto 3 had come out, and um, I don't remember what all else, but things of that nature that, you know, when, when Zelda first came out in, what was it, like, 90... Was it 95, 96? Something? It was, it was, 98, right? 20 was it years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 90, derp. 98. When it, yeah, it came out in 98, and like open world stuff was still in its infancy. I yeah. think at that point we had, you know, Mario 64, and we had things like Jumping Flash or whatever. But um, games. Jumping Flash, yeah. God. <laughs> games that <laughs> were in 3D, period, were uh, kind of a novelty, uh, or they were like really, really bad. And when you first played Zelda, a lot of people, the story I keep hearing is, oh my God, this game is so big. Right, you go into the open uh-huh. Hyrulean field or whatever, and like the thing just is massive, seemingly at the time. And I still got a little bit of that feeling when I played it, but not probably as much as some others did. And when replaying it this time, it didn't feel big as much as it felt like unnecessary. Empty. Yeah, empty, big and empty. I could I could see that. I got that a lot. There was nothing to do. Around. Um, you're forced okay. to use a horse to cross it. You know, there's no fast travel whatsoever. I mean, the horse Epona is your fast travel in the game. Look at the ocarina. You can fast travel around with that thing. Yeah, but it's it's just you know there you you can fight, but the fights are pointless. You just as soon run from them. I mean, there's no experience uh-huh. to be gained. Uh, those big uh, I can't think of the pinwheel things. Those are ridiculous. They're scary as all get out. But fighting one of them is completely unnecessary. You get nothing for it, you know, so it's... I didn't fight a single one this go-around. Yeah, you don't have to. Ran right by them. Yeah, that, is, that is a, a complaint I had. We'll get into the... I'll get all the complaints out first, I guess. But yeah. yeah the, there's, there aren't many enemies in this game. No. And the few enemies there are, it's like it's like bats. You got a fire bat, we got an ice bat, we got a regular bat. Uh, the, the most challenging battles are those, like, skeletons... And then they become lizards, where it's like you have to really face off and wait for them to drop their shield. But those are few and far between. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's very puzzle-based, this it game. It is, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. The, the earlier titles, the original Xenoligion of Zelda, and then 
a link to the past were very like enemy driven many enemies everywhere you got to battle this one went a whole new way to i think capitalize on the, the new 3d that was coming out for sure which i think still holds up it does um i don't you know i played this on the uh the wii i played my uh, gamecube version which is enhanced i checked it i have the uh, n64 version as well and i checked them against each other and the the wii version does look a little sharper and stuff but okay. that's that's the second complaint probably for me is that because it is so early 3d the characters are blocky and they look really yeah. silly um, it takes you a little while to get used to the look of it. It's still gorgeous for a game of its vintage, but it took a little while for me to get used to that. And then, um, the camera controls are atrocious to me. I mean, a lot of people say like, Oh no, they're fine. You know, it's, it's kind of like tank controls. If you're used to them, it's fine. If, if you're coming at it from, you know, you're playing games that the camera automatically follows you and whatnot. Uh, in this game, it doesn't do that. You have to constantly be pressing a button to move the camera behind you and so on and so forth. And that's a little bit annoying. Uh, like Mario 64 in the same yeah. issue. And they were still, they were still getting used to it then. Exactly. It's a sign of the time and yeah, it's, it's fine, but it, it annoyed me to no end. Now mm-hmm. that's really all I can say bad about it. I'm sure I got a couple other things that uh, will come we'll up as it. we're discussing it, but like, Overall, the game's amazing from the very start mm-hmm. when you hear that iconic music and opponents running across the Hyrulean field and stuff. Yeah. Ah, it it's incredible. Music-wise, this game bar none one of the best ever, you know. Um outside uh-huh. of playing the Ocarina itself, which I that's another complaint. I, I found that kind of annoying, having to constantly actually input commands in order to do different and I, you'd be like okay what is the sun song again what is you know opponent like you get used to like after a while you get used to it and they become second nature but having to like stop go into a menu look that up and then uh, exit the menu and you know play these songs that was silly to me um, I'd rather just have an actual menu that said like sun song this 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 and you can just press the button and it would play it uh-huh. uh, that would have been yeah that was the game's gimmick you had to play your own music yeah, which you know, it, when by the time you played whatever the scarecrow song and he, you got to choose your own one, it was just like all up for me. You know, I mm-hmm. I could not care about actually composing <laughs> a song. And I hear people they say like, you know, they spent hours sitting there on that like tiny interface trying to like pick out Metallica tunes or something. I've even seen some on YouTube where people played like uh, the theme from Halloween or something on the Ocarina. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but uh, not for me. You know. Um, for you. No, but I mean, overall, though, the game is, it's just a complete masterpiece, right? I think so. Yeah. I remember, my, this is the very first game that I pre-ordered. You know, I was in, oh God, I think, I think seventh or eighth grade. And I went to Babbage's. I don't know if you guys had Babbage's out there, but yeah, I pre-ordered it. And they're like, it'll be here Friday. And I was like, oh, great. It was like, I don't know, Monday. And then the next day, Tuesday, they give me a call. Hey, your game's in whoa are you sure like zelda ocarina time like yeah it's here so i like, convinced my dad to drive me quickly to the mall got it and it was a really great little christmas you know holiday season because i had that game keeping me busy for a good solid month if not a little bit more right going through and you know playing the game going through all the side quests i remember getting stuck a lot as a kid like the game's pretty intuitive but there's just some i don't know there's some areas where Especially in the side quest, we really got to think of where these gold sculptillas are, and let's, you know, let's talk how a to second get the, the, 
about the gold sculptures because that's like yeah. one of the weirder things and, and one of the new things that this game introduced is, as opposed to other Zeldas because they introduced this system for those not in the know where you're supposed to collect these I believe there's a hundred of them throughout the game that you have to find these hidden sculptures which are a type of spider and yeah. they're terrifying and you have to shoot them and collect this golden sculpture to uh Save. Free these guys' souls. Yeah. yeah, from this family. This poor family got turned into these giant spiders, and if you save all of them, you will get something good. I think every 10 or so that you save, one of the people, members of the family, will revert back to being a human. And reward you with something. With something. But ultimately, the the biggest reward for doing the whole thing is... Oh, man, I don't remember. Money. I didn't get that far this time. Is it is it's, it money? It's just money. which is like you spend all this time unless I'm just 100% mistaken because I didn't do it either but if I remember right it's just you you do the whole thing you end up with like an ass load of rupees and at that point in the game there's you don't need rupees it's no it's like a non-issue in fact at any point in the game you don't really need rupees not really I mean they do give you bigger wallets as you progress a little bit but and you need that but you're right. After a certain point, it's like no. They should have like the the last thing should have been a full heart, like not a piece of a heart. Like here is a full you know sure heart or, for you to or, add to your life. You know, like I would have enjoyed like uh like maybe uh, something to the effect. I know there's not really magic, but like half magic use, like they did in the third game, or uh-huh. or a spell of some sort that isn't necessary but very helpful, or an item of some sort that isn't necessary but okay. very helpful. Yeah, you know something like that. And and they also have in this game uh, the mask system, which is somewhat helpful. As I believe there's what one mask, the bunny mask, that allows you to move faster, right? I think that I, don't, I think you have to trade that mask right away. Yeah, to someone. but yeah. you can hold on to it until the end of the game. And it, doesn't the last mask give you all the abilities of all the masks or something? No, there's like there's like four masks. That see this playthrough, I didn't go through all the side quests. <laughs> I was hoping um, you did. <laughs> I, I I got like the the Vigoran sword. I knew I needed sure. to do that. I got about half the pose. Um, but the mask, I don't remember it doing anything like that but maybe it did hold on let me look and see if i have the oh that's fine i've got the official strategy guide somewhere but the the um the zora mask and that just makes gives you a better conversation with princess rutu Hmm. uh it doesn't really say much about any what the masks do the goron masks yeah i don't think any of them are necessary it's all just kind of yeah. The math, mask of Truth. Uh, no, not, nothing. It's been too long for me. I but, doesn't say that any of the masks actually do anything. No, like, the, are you thinking maybe Majora's mask? There's are you maybe mixing that up. I don't know. I maybe, but I, I know the bunny mask makes you move faster, right? I know that. It doesn't say. Uh-huh, maybe um, I'm wrong. It says bunnyhood. After honing up the dough for the spooky mask, you'll have a chance to. You have a chance with the bunnyhood. Okay. If you well, catch the running man in Hyrule Fields, he's he's taking a break. Maybe yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, now that's right. the mask I'm on right now, so I'll I'll play through and get that mask and <laughs> right tell on. you if we make me move any faster or not. Yeah. Uh, well, but it was another system that was completely again as evidenced. You you beat the game and you didn't do it, so it was yeah didn't un- need it. unnecessary. But it was just one of those things. Now the gimmick of this game, as opposed to like uh, Zelda Three, where you had 
the kind of the evil shadow world and then the normal world that you could switch between. And this one, you could uh, age Link. You know, you can go seven into seven years, yeah, go into the future and be a bigger Link and be able to do things and interact with things that the young Link couldn't. Um, my complaint with that in this game, as opposed to three, which I thought three did it right where you could do it at any time using an item uh-huh. in your inventory. This one, you had to like go all the way back to whatever shrine it was and, and switch it out. Shrine of time. Yeah. Um, another thing with that is I thought they should have done more where once you grow big, like you have to go small to, you know, change things in the past. So they change in the future. Mm-hmm. It was pretty rare where you had to actually go back to being a kid link to do anything aside from like planting little seeds, uh, seeds stuff, in yeah. area and I, there was one dungeon the shadow dungeon that made you shadow dungeon i think yeah it made you go the colossus dungeon you made you go back and do a part as a young kid before you could progress as an adult mm-hmm. but i thought they missed a big opportunity there where it should have been much more you could do in the past now you know you Pass Link and open up, open up avenues for Big Link to sure. go area, to go places. Yeah, that's like the the common trope with all these games that deal with time travel, isn't it? It's always a tree. That's the first thing they go to is, oh, you plant a seed and you come back later, and it's yeah. bigger. It's never you know cut down a sapling and then there won't be a giant tree in the future you know or something like that or burn down a a house uh-huh. or something and then in the future that house won't be blocking your way or you know uh, these are just off the top of my head but you know what i mean like it always goes to hey we'll go to the past plant a seed when we come back there'll be a tree and you can climb it or jump on a leaf or whatever it is you know yeah which or the final battle maybe ganning should have like I don't know, done something to like mix the timeline. So you had to fight part of it as young link and part of it as adult link. See, that would have been just cool. to, just to bring it around. Cause they, you do like, I, I didn't go to young link at all. Probably the last, I don't know, four or five hours of playthrough. And sure. I think they missed something there. Chrono trigger did it right. I think so as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, they, they did the, uh, the growing of the stuff as well, but they did a lot of other cool things that you could do, you know, <laughs> And little Easter eggs with the people. Well, we're talking about Chrono Trigger now, but like, yeah, you met like a whole family of people throughout the the game. Yeah. Um, due to the descendants, this game could have done something similar to that. I think so. Um, but where else should we go now? We got to talk about well, folks like the dungeons. What are you want to do? Yeah, sure. I was just gonna say we're about twenty four minutes in, and I was thinking this would be a good spot to stop oh, and yeah. hear a word from our sponsors. Oh, our sponsor, let's do it alright how y'all doing you know these days everybody's running around so fast and doing things at speed of light it seems like to me well down here at Lon Lon Ranch we do things just a little slower now you might be used to drinking your cafe lattes and your espressos and all these monster energy drinks and what have you but if you really want to get that good that all-day energy, you need a tall, cool glass of Lon Lon milk. Now, where can you get that, you might ask. Well, you can come on down to the ranch. We won't charge you a dime for it. But you do got to bring your own container. Now, we won't discriminate as for what that might be. It could be an old Tide jug or an old jug of whiskey or something or, or a mason jar you might have that you've been catching insects and such with. We don't mind down here at the Lawn Lawn Ranch. Now, when you do get it, 
There's no need for refrigeration. Stays good as long as you want there in your old knapsack as you're running around doing your errands for however long it might be. And when you finally decide to drink that delicious Lawn Lawn milk, you'll feel better almost instantly. That's Lawn Lawn milk. Come on by the ranch. First one's on me. We're back. And we're back. Hey, good. Cool. Finally right. got a sponsor. Yeah, fine. Paid for this. Finally, yeah, because it's been really, it's costing, uh, you know, not not a lot of money, but not a, you know, not a non-zero amount. You know, it's uh, uh-huh. costs money every year to put this thing on and to, you know, keep it going. And to, in the very least, time and stuff is involved. So it's nice that someone out there is willing to uh, to help us out. Yeah. Anyway, so we were it. we were going to discuss uh, maybe some of the dungeons and stuff throughout the game. Now, yeah. this follows. I, th- I think this is the first time. Well, maybe three is the first time that they developed what really became the Zelda system. Because before this, like the original Zelda was completely open world, right? You could literally yeah. go to any dungeon you wanted to if you knew where they were and could, you know, get to them and do them all kinds of out of order. You could even use keys from one dungeon in another dungeon and so on and so yes. forth. And uh, this, obviously, you can't do that. There's kind of a linear system where you know like on zelda 3 you have to collect the uh, three badges of courage or whatever on this one it's um i can't remember but you collect three of something and then you go on you get the master sword yeah yeah and then you go on after that to be able to do the final what is it on this one five dungeons or something there are the five major dungeons and there's ganon's palace and there's a few little like sub dungeons right um one where you need like the eye of truth to go down underneath the grave. Another ice one. Oh, and I think there's a for another forest one. I believe you have to go through. Um, so some sub dungeons. Let's talk one second about the grave area because there's these creatures down there, and I'm I'm not sure what they're called, but they terrified me as a young adult, and they terrified me again as a grown ass man. And I mean, they're not. I don't know. They're just the creepiest, and I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you, like, when you run by it, you freeze, and you hear, like, a loud scream. Yes! And you, like, what? stare at it, and you're, like, you hit it a few times, and then it'll just latch onto you. Yeah. It scared the piss out of me. still it, does. It's ridiculous. They, they don't move until you get really close to them. Then they jump on your back, and they're just, like, eating yeah. your face or something. You know, they terrifying and what are those do i don't they know explain like are those like old people that die they're, they're not when you're young like it's only when you're old like and it's like are they people that like just died during I the seven years know. and other zombies that are freakishly strong and they don't move unless you get too close to them they're very yeah. you know stay out of my yeah, personal space are, those are weird weird and terrifying like I, uh, it doesn't seem like they should be in a zelda game and you know replaying no. it i was like what the you know i remember instantly like flashback it's like scarier than anything of the era i mean there's nothing in resident evil that scared me nearly as much as those things did in this game but anyway mm-hmm. it's neither here nor there um so yeah you've got the five dungeons and they're all elemental based if i remember right you got like fire and ice or water. yeah forest fire water shadow and spirit that's the one spirit's spirit, the one you yeah. have to uh, me as a young kid then go as an adult yeah not the shadow and, um you know 
a lot of people always talk about the water dungeon as just being, you know, a small slice of hell. And it is pretty long and just it gets to be boring after a while. Cause, but it's the one dungeon, like, I knew, like, the back of my hand by the time I was done with it. Sure. Because you, you have to change that water level all the time. And it gets it did take the longest, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was it was well done. Yeah. Some some people like you mentioned that dungeon and they shudder, but then I don't know. Well, it was tedious. You played this on the 3ds, right? I played it in the 3ds. Yeah, I'd heard that they resolved a lot of the issues regarding like taking off and putting on the boots because you can do that with like a click of the stylus now. Where it's... Oh yeah, see, I could just I could equip it and just hit the button and just yeah, it would click on. Maybe that was the big issue. The big issue being on the N64 and I believe of the Wii version as well. You have to actually go into the menu, unequip Maybe it, you just exit Ugh. the menu, and you just constantly are going in and out of the menu. In addition, oh, I could see where that would be annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a difference. Ridiculously annoying. Whereas that supposedly got cleared up pretty big time on the 3DS version, and they cleaned it up a little bit too, as far as the way it looked and such so does the wii version have the master quest or is that yes just a th- it does okay yes. yeah it includes the master playing quest. it but apparently there wasn't a whole lot whole big of a difference yeah that's the um, whole thing there's a gosh i can't even remember i did read what the difference was because i was like oh it comes with master quest but i didn't play through the whole thing so it was just some dungeons were a little different and there was mm-hmm. some more stuff that was that was the basic i think it, i thought the first the original game did it right with the, right. the second quest like everything was changed that was perfect i think it came down to with the master quest is it's like if you um knew the first version like the back of your hand then it seemed a little bit different but if you were kind of like me and you'd only played through a couple times over the course of two decades uh playing Uh the master quest felt pretty much identical to playing the normal quest Ah, okay that's lame i thought they put stuff in different areas but okay i get it I don't think so overall. I mean, they might be in different sections of a dungeon or something like that, but Uh yeah. And I don't think we need to explain to anyone listening, like the basic Zelda mechanics. Zelda was one of the first games that created, it created problems that could only be solved by like getting items from previous dungeons and such to be able to get past things like the very first Zelda, you needed things like the ladder and the candle and so on and so forth to be able to do things. And this game's much the same. You find various items throughout that you unlock that enable you to progress further into your adventure. Uh, A lot of people. Now it's 3d. That's the big thing. Your, your hook shock can shoot anywhere. Sure. Straight. And, and yeah, I mean, you say that, and it's true to an extent, but, like, the 3D in this game is kind of, it's again, it's just, like, really early. Everything looks blocky. It's um, There's a lot of clipping issues that I came across. Uh-huh. I don't know how much you saw that in the uh, 3DS. But you could move, and, like, if you turn the camera behind you, you could just see through a wall or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it takes you out of it a little bit. Like, I'm sure, again, at the time, it was probably mind-boggling that they were doing it at all. And now with, you know, our 2018 uh, eyes, it it seemed a little less than. Now, I, I have heard that the 3DS version got cleaned up quite a bit and looks a lot better than the version I played. Uh, but even so, you know, it does show it, its It is clean. It's just, but like you said, it's, it's all very linear. Like, you can shoot your hook shot in every direction, although... There's only a few things that actually, you know, will connect with your hook shot. So, even though, yeah, you have this spectrum of, you know, being able to shoot anywhere, 
you have to shoot for those little eyeball things, and there's only a handful of those anywhere you go. So yeah, it'd be nice if you can connect to like you know rocks and walls and just anything at all, and just shooting, you know. But you can't. Yeah. Um, but it did. It did introduce the first time ever in a Zelda, like the lock-on mechanic, where if yeah. the enemy you want to attack, you can hit Z. I think originally Z targeting. Yeah, yeah, Z targeting. You can lock on, and then your controls change. Where you can circle, you can do flips, you can do side jumps, mm-hmm. and you can do a big fat attack coming forward, which is a um, big big deal. And I, yeah. it was, the first game that did it was actually uh, Mega Man Legends had a version of Z targeting, and. Mm-hmm. The way that game did it was very, it was very much the same, but very different. But on Legends, you would lock onto a target, and then you could kind of run around it. But it, you would stay uh, stationary. Actually, it's the way it worked. Is like it would lock Mega Man in place, and uh, as the enemy moved, he would kind of like move his Buster to target on it. The way the Zelda system works is much better because you could actually lock on the enemy and then like run around it which is kind of like a common thing you ended up doing with a lot of these enemies is, yeah you uh, had to yeah so you could dodge their attacks and so so on so or forth. or lock on and shoot an arrow or the hook shot at a bat yeah exactly which you do a lot a, a lot, lot in this game. yeah <laughs> and uh yeah did you uh unlock any of the weird hidden stuff that they had put in this game i'm not sure how you i think it's still in the ds i, I remember hearing it was but like you can unlock uh the ship from Star Fox would fire at you and stuff, or have you seen that footage? I have not. <laughs> yeah. There's like a weird convoluted way in Hyrulean Field that you can unlock a uh, Star Fox's ship and then you can like uh bring it down with arrows and such and it'll actually blow oh. up and yeah, you should look it up. It's pretty tight. Um, I did uh, blow up a crate or something like that, and I saw a poster of myself. <laughs> right. Uh, at some point, so that was weird. And then there's a the Easter egg where when you first meet up with Zelda, if you look through her bedroom window, you can see portraits of Mario and Bowser and Princess Peach and stuff in her room. Oh. I don't know if you knew that. Did you but, go through this? I did not. <clears throat> yeah, like you, you can literally get there within ten minutes of the game. You know, when you first walk up into uh, Hyrulean Castle and stuff, there's a window there, and if you approach it and kind of, like, move your camera angles, you can see into her room, and she has posters of all the Mario characters around her room. It's kind of nifty. And then, uh, speaking of which, when the game was originally envisioned, they wanted it to be more like Mario 64 in that uh, they were going to have a central hub within Hyrulean Castle and you would go to all the different larger areas through paintings on the wall much like Mario 64. Um, That idea was scrapped once they came up with the concept for Epona. They built the game around the concept of you would you know, want to be riding Epona and have extra content with her. And so they scrapped the whole painting idea for in lieu for this like huge expansive world, you know. So that's you can thank Epona for not having you know a silly painting system like Mario sixty four. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good. Uh, good trade, yeah. But yeah. but the one thing that remained from that um, initial thought because Nintendo is very. Uh, loath to just throw all ideas away was that Ganon uses paintings to warp in and out of stuff when you fight him at the end of the game. So sure. that remained in the game for that original painting idea. So there you go. There's my trivia. Um, a la Blaine. I got nothing else on this game. I think it's a great freaking game. I think everyone that hasn't played it should. I think if you're a, remotely a Zelda fan, this is one of the ones to play. I still maintain it's not the best Zelda game. In fact, it used to be for me, James. I would say 
I always said that the third game for the SNES was the best one, you know, bar none. That's my favorite one. Um, and then I would say a lot of people would agree with you. Yeah. With that statement, even to this day, it's usually between it and Ocarina. Like it really is. And I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet, but a lot of people are leaning towards it now these days, too. Um, yeah, well, that's the newest one. That's all the young people just talking. <laughs> um, Twilight Princess, though, I, I, I've i always said that they did the open world. They filled the open world. This is an empty open world. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Princess, I felt there was just so much more uh, to explore and people hmm. to talk to and things to do. Um, I never fully beat that game. I got, I got all the way down to the end, and then I don't know. Wow. Go back to work or something like that, but it's it's on my short list of games to complete. It's funny you say that because I, that's the one that I um, I, I popped in and played for maybe I don't know two or three hours and just like couldn't get into it at all. I played it on the GameCube. I have both versions, but um, just couldn't really get through it. Do you do you have a version of Twilight Princess? Because I've got an extra one. I do. No, I have it on the Wii. Okay, the Wii. I was going to say, I've got an extra Wii copy, I think, still laying around here somewhere. Never did uh, send that off as a prize. So, uh, yeah. It was a good one. I, I did play Skyward Sword. Yeah. I didn't get into that one. That one, I, I heard that you had to get past the first about 25% of it. Before it, it got good. getting good. And I didn't get past the first 25%. That's the one thing you'd never want to hear about a video game or a movie or something. It's like, just stick with it. After about the first hour or whatever, it, it starts getting good. It's like, nah, that's really not for me then. I really want yeah. it to, you know, grab me within the first 10 minutes. Otherwise, I'm going to have a hard time getting through it. Yeah. Which, I would say I'm, I'm going through the uh, all of the items you get in Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And there really isn't that much different than uh, Link Three. to the Past, Zelda. Yeah. I mean, those bomb chews, the ones that uh, travel along the ground, I guess those were to- totally different. Um, the Dooku Nuts, which just stun enemies, which you basically forget about after the first couple hours of the game. Yeah, And, and, and the sticks, those are new, but they're that... They were very innovative with their items in this game. Yeah, the sticks was kind of ridiculous, but cool, I guess. The Duke and Nuts seemed, like, stupid to me, because if you have a slingshot, wouldn't rocks be plentiful and everywhere anyway? Why would you have to use a stupid nut? But, I don't uh-huh. know. It's, I think I used it twice. I mean, that was it, and then, you know... It's you know, it's they, did work, they do work against Ganon, though, I found out in oh, the yeah. final battle. It'll freeze them for about one, literally one second, but that's just enough time to get out from underneath him and yeah. you know start getting behind him to get, get his s- tail. Scolios or whatever, you can get those with those two shots where the Duke and Nuts will kill we him. We did so. have the return of Ganon in this game, though. That yeah. was uh, kind as of fun an, at the end. As an actual uh, guy, yeah. Yeah, I go from Ganondorf to Ganon. Ganon for the final battle, and then Navi helps you out again. Yeah, then let's. Everyone always talks about Navi. Let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, she's incredibly annoying. Um, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Hey. Listen. Hey. Yeah, you hear that all the time, and that's another complaint. Is between her and every time you pick up, say, another Dooku nut, it goes through and explains to you again what they're used for. 
Uh, um, every time you turn the game off, turn it back on, it'll be like, this is a five rupees. You know, it's much better than one. Uh, or they, they cleaned that up in the uh, 3DS, 3DS version. version. Yeah, can... we stopped, they stopped that after the first time I found everything. Yeah, it's so I silly. Believe, yeah. You're just like, okay, I know what this doo stick is. You don't have to explain it again, but it's fine. I get it, I guess. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, the fairies were really freaky in this game. Yeah. Uh, you remember seeing those? Uh, like ladies of the night. Yeah, they're a little different. Freakish. And then the the carpenters of the one town uh, set me off a little bit as a kid and as an adult. I was like, that's not okay because it's clearly <laughs> a portrayal of an overly flamboyant, you know, homosexual man. And yeah, it's just okay. like, it's, that shouldn't be in my Zelda game, but it's whatever, you know. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of little things in the game that's real nifty, too. Like, you can steal that one guy's hat and the fisherman area. If you, you know, clip his hat and reel it in, you you can take his hat from him. And he'll just yeah. be bald the rest of the game or whatever. I mean, little things, you know, that's what makes games like this great. You know, it's completely unnecessary yeah. and fun, you know. And, yeah, overall, just an incredible game. It's a good, what, 20, 25-hour experience, something like that. And uh, Yeah, I couldn't even tell you how long it took me this time. Yeah, it's on everything, so there's no reason for you not to have played it, right? Yeah, I recommend playing it. You have, this is one of the games I think you have to play through at least once in your life. Yeah, at least try to, you know. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say, like, if if you're 20 years old and listen to this, I wouldn't say, you know, you must play this, but maybe give it a, a few hours, and if you like I it, would say you it. must play this. I would really? say you okay. must. Okay, <laughs> well, I would, I would say, you know... You say no, they, I say yes. It's good to... Uh, it's good to get into and play to realize, you know, where modern Zeldas and the mo- games like it came from. But uh-huh. it's a little bit hard to go back to. I find it harder to go back to like, like this or Majora's Mask than I would Zelda Three or even like the original Zelda. Um, for whatever reason, those two D style graphics just held up so much better than you know this yeah. stuff. And not you know, and it was. It was intentional, but they didn't give uh, Link an actual jump in the game. Um, outside of like when you're Z targeting something, you could do some like flips and stuff. But like they wanted jumps to be automatic in the game, so that you wouldn't have to think about it. So you run up to a ledge and you run off, and yeah, he would automatically jump, jump to the other side or whatever like that. And I mean, that kind of mechanics is fine, but it, it does take a little bit away from. Um, you know me what i'm wanting to do and how i would explore because in a game like this uh you know you, i see a mountain i'm like i wonder if i could jump up that thing or you know i see whatever it is and that's just not an option you know uh-huh. which in a 3d environment i really like to have a jump mountain or a climb like you know um breath of wild gave us but i get it limitations of the time etc etc yeah um, i guess but um, it's one of, like, five reasons to own an N64, and it really isn't anymore because, like we said, it's on virtually everything. But, like, it's it's on, to me, one of the worst systems ever made. Um, fight me. <laughs> if you think wow. The, yeah. I'm, if you think, I mean, James, not you personally, but if you're listening to this and you think the N64 is one of the greatest systems ever, I'd really love to hear from you as to why, because... It's got a, what, a 250-game library-ish. I'm not 100% positive, but I know it's under 300. And then 
of those games, you've got, you know, the two Zelda games, uh, Ogre Battle, Mario 64. After that, it really starts dipping down. There's not a lot of games that I would ever care to play. Yeah, I could see that, but we, we needed this system to move to the next level. We didn't. They actually, they Nintendo messed up big time. They could have just uh, went with either Sony for a CD-based oh, system, yeah, 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 or yeah. they well, they could have went with uh, Philips Magnavox to make a CD-based system. But they were like, no, let's keep around carts. I mean, it's yeah, it's okay, the equivalent of like 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever, someone opening a radio station and being like, no, FM, that's for the birds. I'm going to go with AM, baby. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, man. It's, you know, it's like someone right now being like oh cell phones and f that no one's doing those pagers. things uh, everyone's going with pagers yeah <laughs> you know? yeah it doesn't no, make yeah. sense you know and people stuck with them because they were fucking nintendo uh, but cartridge based systems yeah i mean golden eye was, was good for the time go back and play it it is atrocious you know there's no, a lot of they- there's a lot of games that people are like, oh, this was good. And you're like, was it? You know, go back and play it. Like, Mario Kart's pretty good. It looks pretty bad, but it still plays pretty good. Diddy Kong Racing. Uh-huh. I mean, there's, you could name maybe 20 games that are decent, but you can only name like five or six that are good. And of those, you know, a lot of them appear on other systems and such. So, like, really, it, to me, it comes down to like Ogre Battle 64. That's the one game that you just can't get anywhere else, except I think they did recently release it to like a uh, PlayStation uh, network and stuff. So, yeah, there's almost no reason to own an N64. And this is coming from a guy that owns, what, three N64s. I have, like, 25 controllers and, you know, two boxed N64s. And I don't know how many games. I and mean, tons of swag for the system. Um, well, so. you're also an RPG guy. And they, yeah. they, it did not have many RPGs. Uh, um, Ogre Battle and Aiden Chronicles, Quest 64, and the two Zelda. Quest 64, you hush your mouth. And Hybrid, and hybrid Heaven uh, was also a sort <laughs> I mean, of there, RPG. You, you could say maybe two that were, you know, relevant. I don't think Quest 64 is. No, you don't uh, ever want to play that game. I think we rented it, and I was like, "This is this is horrible." Thank I, God I have a. It was atrocious. Six Saturn. I mean, when when the sixty four came out at the time, I remember looking at it, and other than you know being somewhat impressed by the three D capabilities, thinking that I would rather just keep you know, them keep making games on the Super Nintendo because they were of better quality to me. Yeah, uh, stuff that was coming out around the same time that the N sixty four came out. You know, things like Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger. They looked better, played better. I mean, there was no reason for me to delve into the N64. And as such, I bought a PlayStation and a Saturn and never looked back. Loved those systems to death. All kinds of incredible stuff for those systems. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they just really wanted to go that 3D model. And they didn't, I don't think they realized that like people still wanted the 2D. Until, until like Symphony of the Night, I don't think anyone realized, like, oh, hey. Yeah, and still make you know modern system a two D modern system game, and people make it look beautiful. And people are going to love it. And the thing with that is, you know, uh, that was only given to the makers of Symphony because it was a side project. You know, they yeah. never intended that to be Fuck. like a big game. They were like, yeah, you can make yeah. a two D game, and and they were actually forced to put some three D elements into it because every game that came out on the PlayStation of that era had to have something three D in it. So they created that like coffin thing for the save files. Yeah. 
That was the yeah. only 3D aspect of the entirety of the game. Um, in the intro or something like that. Yeah, and then something in the intro, right? Yeah, I remember that now but, too. Uh, I don't know. But are there any 2D? Um, N64 games. I think Yoshi's Island was 2D. Yoshi's Island, and it's it's playable. It looks gorgeous. I'll give it that. It looks great. It's for like real little kids. Wasn't like. um one of the Goemon Adventures? I think was uh, 2D. That was pretty good. And then there's and I, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Someone's yelling at their computer right now. There's another platformer that's like really popular by mm-hmm. Treasure. I think that. Uh, that was 2D or near enough to 2D that was really, really good that I keep meaning to buy and I can't think of the name of at all right now. Um, I keep wanting to say the word satellite, but I know that's not it. But anyway, yeah, there's a there's a couple of three, and but that was just part of the times, too. There wasn't a lot on the PlayStation or the Saturn that was truly 2D either. No. Every, they thought that everyone wanted 3D and they were testing the limits of 3D, yeah. so they... They didn't know it was it was botched and weird. Even like Wild Arms is probably the like the weirdest example of it. Like, no, people want three D. Make sure the battles are three D. But everything else can be in two D. And everything else mm. is the stuff that looks the best. The battle system is I don't know what the hell we're fighting with. <sighs> Poor Wild like. Arms, yeah. Love that game, but my God! So you you must have recently played it because you picked up the uh, the PlayStation Classic. I haven't even taken the PlayStation Classic out of the box. <laughs> I, I bought it. I looked at it, and I was like, "I'm never gonna play this thing." I put it on a shelf, and right now it just decreased. I heard thirty bucks. So if you want to go buy one, they went from ninety nine ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine. Oh shit! Well, I'm, I I might pick one up for that. Yeah, I think I think it's worth it just to. If you're a collector and you you like those old games and you don't want to have the converter for your new TV, yeah, like go go pick one up or doesn't you know, it? Like your, it has Persona what? One on it or Persona Two. I don't even know. Oh, I don't okay. remember. If it has Persona I, I, One, I don't have that. I actually have a physical copy of Two, but uh, if it has Persona oh, okay. One on it, I might actually buy it just for that. Um, but everything else on there is like a lot of games that I either already own or just don't want to play. You still there, or did you hang up on me? I'm here. Sorry, I just typing in to see what uh, games are on the PlayStation Classic. Well, um, lot, lot yeah, I, I own most of the games also. Yeah. I, I just got it because you know I've got I have the Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. So I've almost bought the Nintendo one five or six times, but there's I think there's only one game on it that I don't own, and it's just not worth it. <laughs> You know, this doesn't have any of the personas. Oh, I thought it did. Maybe it was the Japanese version. So this uh, just had maybe. Wild Arms and Final Fantasy VII as the two RPGs. Um, I don't know if Oddworld, Abe's no, Odyssey was that, that, that. That's was a side. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It does have it does have Revelations Persona. Sorry. Yeah, that's the first one. Okay, that's the first. Yeah, it is on here. I'm yeah, sorry. Oddworld is it. like. Um, have you ever played? I don't know, Blackthorn or Prince of Persia, the original Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, like, it's like that. Okay. Kind of one of those rotoscoped, uh, very realistic-looking, cool game, really neat concept. Uh, and I think I discussed in a podcast before, there's a guy that actually played through it that is completely blind, and he played through it just off, based off the sounds. Huh. Which, if you, ever, yeah, if you ever play the game, you're going to be like, how the hell did he manage that? Because it is... 
it is it, everything does have sounds to it but i mean man the trial and error this man must have done to be able to get through it is just incredible uh good good little game though interesting premise and such uh, kind of like an enemy mine situation where you're um you play as like a slave on this planet and learn that things are going kind of, you know, wonking. you got to save your people and stuff, but you're kind of a pacifistic race and so on and so forth. Um, nifty, nifty little game. Serious. I don't know why they didn't include Twisted Metal 2. I Instead think that of was 1. Far. They had Twisted Metal 1, which is fine. Which doesn't two, control great. Two was the one that was really great. Yeah. Two, and then they, they don't have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Like, that was probably yeah. like the biggest game right. on the PlayStation. Well, that's the thing when you think about PlayStation, though, is unlike Nintendo, where they already had, like, most of the good games for their systems were established by Nintendo themselves. Um, yeah. They only had to pay. Party pay for a few third parties like you know oh we better pick up some things from square enix etc etc they yeah, just sports games yeah, yeah you know when it came to playstation like they had very little first person party you know stuff which is, the one that surprised me that they do own that's not on there is legend of dragoon because that's that's yeah. a sony that's a sony game and it's like it's a good rpg it hasn't really been re-released outside of like you know um the playstation online. network and uh yeah, it just seems like it could really use an update, and this would have been a perfect opportunity for them to do so and put it on there. Yeah. And it could have been a system seller, but uh, no, they were just kind of trying to get this thing out as quickly as possible, get a couple of big names on there in the way of Final Fantasy VII and and uh, Metal Gear, and then just call it a day instead yeah. of like Resident Evil Director's Cut, which yeah, that's, doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. Yeah, they really did screw the pooch on this. I mean, yeah, a little bit, but it is what it is, and that's well, it's why on it's... my shelf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll just fly out to Cali and do that. <laughs> now, I just thought of something. That, gosh, damn it, I can't remember what it was now. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's it did something to do with I was gonna turn into a new topic, but <laughs> whatever, doesn't matter. <sighs> How long have we been talking, James? Oh, I don't know. A good solid 53 minutes and 44 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. You kind of started recording a little later. Yeah. You want to talk about our next game? Yeah. Definitely want to get into that before we uh, run out of time because apparently I can only record just over an hour. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I had thought while I was driving around because we ended up having to record this late, as we mentioned earlier. Um, We don't have nearly as much time to play through something but i still want to play something fun and interesting do you have available to you uh like crystallis or maniac mansion i maniac mansion that is for the nintendo the yeah. nintendo right yeah yeah i have that one yeah we could play through uh, those is, is that crystallis also for the original yeah nintendo? yeah original yeah, nintendo. Yeah. It's... i got one of my nintendo's modded so it has like 700 games on it oh okay well then we could definitely so. do uh crystallis it's like a really short rpg um probably like eight hours long or something like I that i think i have that actually as a cart also crystallis. oh cool Sounds cool very familiar. it's a it. it's a really good uh short rpg for nintendo um just keeping in theme with like that kind of stuff and then if you had any ideas those were the two i came up with off the top of my head um, or we could do another show where, like, uh, we just talk about whatever games it is you and I are both playing, you know. I like it. No, let's play a game. Um, I, I just was looking at my Super Nintendo. I had, like, Wonders from East 
three, Young Merlin, X Men Mutant Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, one on my like major list. We just did a Zelda game, but uh, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of oh, Ages is on here, and the Minish Cap. I haven't played the Minish Cap. Right, and Minish, Minish Cap is really good too. So um, those were the ones I was just thinking of in the Zelda vein. Yeah, I don't want to do another Zelda game. I definitely don't want to touch Young Merlin with a stick longer than. <laughs> I guess my memory of that game is skewed because I feel like I had. I, mean, I think it was a slow weekend or something. Yeah, like that, and I played through it. And I liked it, but maybe um, it's a pretty game. <laughs> and like, it's funny because Buren also mentioned that game and had the Retrovaniacs uh, cover it as per a quest by him some time ago. And I was like, oh, man, these guys are just going to absolutely hate it. And boy, did they ever. That game is one of those games that's just like you think it's, like it's good. Quest, right? Yeah, everything's a fetch quest and every it's just convoluted. And there's like these mines that uh, are terrible to get. To. It's just so bad. You know, it looks good. Like, was... <laughs> like in the back of a magazine, if you're looking at photos of like games, Gameplay, it looks incredible, but God, that game is just treble. Oh my! My daughter is uh, scooting notes under my door and opening things. Ooh, and she, she misses you. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking about starting a thing called Caroline's Corner. I think I mentioned before where her and I would like talk for about fifteen minutes and put it at the end of episodes. Maybe we'll do that on this episode. I like that. We can talk about a video game, just her and I, daddy daughter, just kind of going over stuff. Hey, she's opening my door. What are you doing? Oh, thank you. Thank you, baby. <laughs> she handed me a picture. Uh, it says Caroline, and it looks like a... Is that a turkey? Yeah. It says, I am a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I am a puppy. <laughs> Love you, darling. <laughs> Bye. Dude, All right, so we're going it. for Crystallis. That's our game, or Maniac Mansion? Uh, your call. Well, Crystallis, that looks a lot like a Zelda game. It, it is very uh, Zelda-like. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I haven't played either. So, which one do you think is the one I have to play? Oh, well, both. Maniac Mansion is the is the first point and click adventure by Ron Gilbert. It, oh yeah, yeah. He's the creator of uh, Thimbleweed Park and so on and so forth, and it is incredible. Uh, great game, great music. It's almost unbelievable that it came out on the NES. Um, what is the game I'm thinking of that uh, Resident Evil was based off of? Oh, Sweet Nintendo? Sweet Home. Sweet Home, okay. I'm getting those two confused right yeah, now. Sweet Home plays yeah. more like a Dragon Warrior mixed with, um, well, Dragon Warrior, like a horror-themed Dragon Warrior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's do Crystallis. I think I, I, I know I definitely own the cartridge for okay. this one. Okay, let's do it. Um, so, but I'll play it on my Nintendo Classic regardless. But Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. All right, so the game for next month, listeners, is going to be Crystallis. That should be out in about 15 days. We're going to try and we get that We should probably have some other stuff to talk about, too, because I don't know if we're going to have enough time. I mean, that might not be full, full hour, so we'll, we'll think of some other topics. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an incredible game. I believe it's the only RPG by SNK, at least of the era. So, okay. yeah, like, you know, famous for making, like, candy cabs and uh, King of Fighters and all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Really wish I could think of what else it was I was going to talk about, but man, I just totally drawn a blank on whatever it was. It's all good, though. It's all good. Maybe I'll think of it next time, James. Maybe not. Write it down. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let me give a shout out to some people that are listening that I know. Cameron, Shirag, Andrew, if you guys are listening, thanks for listening. I see these guys all the time and 
Oh, uh, they're my friends. So I throw. They, they were all excited last time I mentioned their names. So <laughs> let me give yeah, a shout great. out to Ray Ray, Little Pete, Big Pete, uh, Doug Funny, and uh, Peter Jackson. I know you're listening. <laughs> all right, the yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah, the Peter Jackson. Yeah, I'm actually wow. good friends with him. Uh, you know, not to brag, but no, I I don't know anybody. All my friends won't listen to my show. They'll listen to like an episode or two, and then they're like, "Yeah, I don't really play retro video games," and they kind of quit listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's understandable. Like, I had a few people listening to uh, video games, the movie here and there, but uh, it's it's hard for people to listen to a subject they have like literally no passion about, no cares about. So uh-huh. it'd be like me if someone was like, "Hey, you want to listen to my?" podcast over you know like horseback riding or something and be like oh yeah let me yeah sure you know we're friends i'll listen to one episode but after that (laughs) so i get it but yeah Yeah, i get it yeah man okay cool crystallis uh and that'll be in 15 days so perfect got anything else I think that's it, man. This was good. This was good. Be sure to uh, listen to our friends over the RPG show. Um, They're, you know, we we may end up, James, having to help them out a little bit. Uh, Brent's in the middle of moving. He's got some family stuff going on right now. So so, uh, it may be that we're going to record something for them. I don't know. And, you know, you get, get with me, whatever you guys need, anytime, anywhere. We're always there for you. Like I said, he was wanting to be on this show with us, but he's actually moving today. So was unable to do <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, longtime friends of the show. Great guys. Um, and listen to all the other normal friends of ours and check us out at Facebook. It is a worth a podcast. I'm on Instagram at retro J. You can find uh, James at James Milholland at Twitter. You can find me at retro Kel. That's K H E L. You can find us both at retro game core. You can email me at Simon Belmont at outlook.com. You can email James at James or good buddy James at gmail.com. And that's about it, sir. I think we could probably cut to some funky Zelda music right about now. All right. Keep See you later. Retro. See you later, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. say that word hey stop stop (laughs) okay that's good caroline why don't you tell us a little bit about the game that we were just playing caroline (laughs) that's not funny this is caroline's corner where we talk about games yeah yeah that we um that we were playing this week what did we play so we played peggle 2 peggle 2 and if if you guys want to hear it, then we can play this, like, turn it on or something. You know? <laughs> turn it on or something? Well, what's your favorite character on Peggle?
It is the fairy and um the unicorn. Yeah. What's and the mole. And the mole. Yeah. You don't like the you don't like the uh, abominable snowman. Not that much, no. But you always pick him. It's because he has the greatest power, but. He's got the greatest power. Yeah. What's his power? Um, his power is to freeze the to freeze anything, and when you hit on the balls, you can throw it in and get a nerf, and you can get a nerf ball so that you don't have lots. So you have lots. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What is the unicorn's power? So the unicorn power is when the horn lights up, and you, and the, and. It kind of tells you what direction the ball is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, to those that don't know, Peggle is a game that kind of plays like Pajinko, where yeah. you drop a ball mm-hmm. on top of other balls, and when it hits them, they disappear. And then, yeah. And then you have to hit all the orange balls, right? Yeah. No, you can't wear these because last time you wore them, you took took them off and you did something weird to them. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But you can hear you after we're done, okay? okay. And, um, yeah. So you play with these different characters, and they yeah. all have different abilities, mm-hmm. and they help you along. And yeah. the, the one guy, he freezes everything and makes the balls hit each and other. And there's also Peggle 1, what's old. My dad doesn't have it on his PS4. Team. I've got PS4. it on the Xbox 360. Yes. Yeah. But we aren't playing on that one right now. So no. We're playing on the we're playing on the different one, on the yep. new one. Yep. Yeah. And it's fun. Yep, it's fun. Just got lots of new games to play. Yeah. Does Dad have a lot of games? You're, like, playing, like, hundreds of games. Then. You think hundreds? I was thinking maybe I had, like, maybe ten. No, that's not ten. Let me count. Okay, you go ahead and count. I don't know if I can count. You count, Dad. Like, one, two, ten. No. No. You think so? Okay. One, so. one two, three. I don't know how many. I don't know. There's a lot of them, huh? Yeah, there's yeah. tons. What's your favorite game? My favorite game is Peggle 1 and Peggle 2. And then my most favorite is the Smurf game. You like the Smurf game on the Wii? Yeah, I like my Smurf game. Yeah. And I like the like the game what has the, like, what we were playing with Mom. Oh, yeah, Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party. I like yeah, Mario that Mario Party is really good, too. Yeah. Maybe we'll do another episode over Mario Party. Yeah. So would you say that is Peggle is Peggle a good game? A thumbs yeah. up? Would yep. you say it's worth $10? Mm-hmm. Okay, thumbs up to Peggle, too, if it's under $10. It's a lot of fun. they got lots of different characters yep. to unlock. Mm-hmm. And they all do very cool things, and you can unlock mm-hmm. a lot of different costumes. Yep. Yep, Daddy spent a lot of time doing that. Yeah, you yeah. unlocked some of them, and I was asleep. Like, you, you were sleeping, and Daddy yeah. unlocked them for you. So you yeah, Mama's snoring. Mom always snores, huh? Yes. Yeah. And you snore sometimes. I snore sometimes too. And, oh my gosh. A little bit, I snore. Yeah, for just sure. For, like, yeah. We're just all a big snoring family. Yeah, Minnie disagrees. Minnie barely snores. Just our dog doesn't snore. Yeah. <laughs> she just barely. Yeah. <laughs> barely snores. <laughs> well, I love you very much, and thank you for being on the podcast with me, Caroline. How about give me a kiss? Mwah. Mwah. All right. Bye-bye, baby. <laughs>